honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, PodMN, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist, always and forever. Thank you for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today in a frigid downtown, well, it's not downtown, a frigid Golden Valley, Minnesota, in the Twin Cities, and all that good stuff. We're in a deep freeze, Australia. I'm guessing you guys are. I'm guessing you guys are still in the mid middle of summer. It's basically like July is July, July is January, January is July for our uh, parts of the world. Of course, uh, New Zealand, today at Levi Brown as well. Great guys, out of New Zealand. Vince Germano, yep, obviously out of Melbourne, Australia. But uh, yeah, um, yep. Yeah, uh, Vince Germano's on the mic because we were just talking about the Crypto.com fees. Extremely small. We'll get to that uh, later in the show. Minnesota Timberwolves played three games this past week and wound up two and one. So which game did we lose? Which one? The Atlanta game. Well, it was in Atlanta, and we never win there for some weird reason. We never win in New York. Uh, we beat Golden State like we do at least once every year, which felt good. We got to see their whining and complaining like always. But but look who's talking. <laughs> look who's talking. Yeah, Atlanta. Look who's talking, whining and complaining. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I know. Yes. And yes, the Timberwolves. Uh, that's going to kind of be a feature today also along with the emergence of a new leader in the Timberwolves organization in a lot of ways. Timberwolves players anyway. <laughs> Mike Timberwolves player, somebody, a lot of you might think, yeah, he's probably there, everything but a leader, he takes dumb shots, he makes too much money, he's lackadaisical, Mr. Load Management, no, we're seeing a a different person this year, we're seeing somebody quite different in a lot of ways, a different personality, and we're hearing something different as well, the press conference after the Atlanta uh, Hawks game, D'Angelo Russell. Yes, that's right, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell actually has become a bit of a leader now, and he's starting to say some things that are quite intriguing. We will play the soundbite after, or at least while we're talking about the Atlanta Hawks game at that stage. That is, uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to hear much more of a leader and somebody that's willing to actually kind of gently, subtly call out a certain teammate as well. Quite interesting, quite surprising. But, hey, you know, leadership is leadership, and it's not calling them out, like, to make an example in a bad way, but to just kind of offer suggestions, like, hey, you know, we could be better than that. We don't need to be freaking out about little things and causing a big, giant, uh, you know, stink every time something doesn't go your way. It's it's getting tiring, and that is a, the Achilles heel of this franchise if we want to move forward. It's rooted in the culture of this organization, and it needs to change. That doesn't necessarily mean trading... Carl Anthony Towns away, but it does mean, you know, hey, <laughs> time time to cut it out because it's rubbing off on other players a bit. Uh, we're starting to see a little bit more from Anthony Edwards, of course, again, 
interesting situation as he went home and winds up getting ejected. Strange. Let's start off with the Golden State game. No Steph Curry. Oh, oh darn. I feel so bad. Yep, he hurt his hand a few uh, days earlier. Was worried that he might have broke something, but apparently not. So, luckily for him, he doesn't have that hanging over his head. But he did miss the game anyway. Minnesota ends up winning by 20 over the Golden State Warriors. That felt damn good. And yeah, I was without Steph Curry. Whatever. But Klay Thompson came back. Nobody shot that great in the game for the Warriors, except maybe Otto Porter Jr. and Jonathan Kuminga. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins had a couple threes in the game. But <laughs> you got to see Anthony Edwards take him to the take him to the hoop in a big way and he split through multiple defenders for a huge dunk so that felt good that was after Andrew Edwards uh, Andrew Edwards <laughs> Andrew Wiggins hit a three-pointer on Anthony Edwards which kind of was annoying considering the guy basically you know wasn't all that great when he was here in Minnesota considering where he was taken in the draft uh, in a lot of ways he was like our guy you know the number one overall pick wound up coming to us in the Kevin Love trade Kind of an Andrew Wiggins type of game when he was in target center. 12 points, 4 assists. The assists actually jump out at me a little bit. Only 2 rebounds. <laughs> Only 12 points. 4 of 11. Usually in a lot of ways, it was like 4 of 17 though for Andrew Wiggins when he was here. He took worse shots, which was annoying. So at least with Golden State, it's becoming a different story. Clay Thompson, about what you'd expect because he's missed over 2 years. Uh, 5 of 14. 3 of 8. I'm telling you, let me tell you. He's probably gonna catch. He's probably gonna catch up and have some better games, and all that. I don't think. I, I really don't think Clay Thompson's gonna be the same player he was. Uh, and obviously, he's he's older now too. Uh, time flies. Time goes by, and it's. I, I don't think there's any way Clay Thompson's gonna be what uh, gonna be the efficient star he was before the multiple injuries and all that. There's no way an ACL and an Achilles tendon, and of course being older, and being rusty for as long as he was. I mean, and you can shoot in a gym forever, but actual game situations are quite different than shooting in a gym forever. I mean, I've shot the lights out and then came out and it just wasn't my day. Or vice versa. I shot terribly in the gym and came out and killed everybody. It's kind of crazy sometimes. Andre Godala, talk about old. My goodness. I mean, why is he still in the league? He doesn't look like, he doesn't look like there's a whole lot left there. Uh, respect given, I suppose, even though he drove me nuts more often than not. Nemanja Bielitsa, no, I'm just kidding, Nemanja Bielitsa, <laughs> six points overall, only one of six shooting, and I'll stay away from the third number of that, okay, yeah, I'm just being goofy, and he made a couple, I uh, made a few free throws, one of a six points, but not a big factor in this particular game, just not a good night for the Warriors, and that's good for us, and it's good for the Phoenix Suns as well, as they're claiming first place in the Pacific Division, they've been, they've been building a small lead there. We'll see what happens if they wind up going back to the finals. Frankly, if it's Golden State or Phoenix, go Phoenix. <laughs> I'm sick of Golden State. I think everybody knows that. I didn't even like them before they won a championship. I was already sick of their act. So you get the idea there. The whining and bitching of uh, Steve Kerr during the course of the game got me to tweet out Steve Kerr is an asshole. I, I, I can't stand him. I cannot stand the guy. I, he is just... Every time somebody doesn't go his way, oh, Shut up. It's like a little baby. That's why Michael Jordan punched him in the face. <laughs> I'd punch him too. I can't stand the dude. But um, it is what it is. Oh, God. <laughs> Glad the Wolves wound up getting the victory. Nice to see Anthony Edwards blow by Andrew Wiggins. That felt like a, that felt good for a lot of us in Carl Three Towns. Big, strong performance. 
Annoyingly, though, the injury bug starts to bite the wolves as we get forward into this week. Jared Vanderbilt, only six rebounds. Kind of weird, but I, it is what it is. Nas Reed actually got nine, so it's about time. <laughs> Nas Reed doesn't rebound a whole lot. Uh, Jalen Noel, another stellar performance. Taking minutes away from uh, D'Angelo Russell, who did not play well, necessarily. He did get 12 assists. His passing skills definitely stood out in, in this game and in the New York game. That's for damn sure. But, again, Jalen Noel looking more and more and more like a, the kind of guy you want regularly in your lineup all the time. I mean, if he's your 10th, 11th, or 12th man, you are doing a disservice to your team, and you are screwing Jalen Noel. He needs to be like a 6th or 7th guy, if not a starter. But, yes, 6th or 7th. I mean, he's not a guy I, I think is, a, is safe to be a starter at the moment, but who knows? Maybe he will develop into that. Patrick Beverly obviously providing that pesky defense and such, and Carl Anthony Towns the best overall game for everybody. But, uh, Malik Beasley also very strong, particularly early in this one, with 16 points off the bench. 5 of 9 from downtown. It felt pretty good. For the sake of time, let's get going. Three games to review, three games to preview. Uh, by the way, we'll get to the preview ones. Brooklyn, Portland, Golden State again. New York Knicks. Wolves end up winning by two on a controversial score at the end of the game that ended up being, it would have been overturned if the, you know, if the league was able to do it right there on the spot, which is kind of funny. Carl Anthony Towns would have been called for an offensive foul. And think about the, think about the complaining after that one, how, how that would have turned out. Holy cow. Uh, Evan Fournier, who seems to always be a pain in the ass for the Timberwolves, particularly when he was with Orlando, but now with the Knicks as well. Pat Beverly, another solid game, but, you know, he doesn't always put up the greatest numbers, but, again, the solid intangibles, the defense, kind of getting on the other guys' heads and such. This team is so weird with the rebounding. Jared Vanderbilt down to seven. Carl Anthony Towns at five in 36 minutes, only five rebounds. Only 12 attempts from the floor, but Anthony Edwards, 17 attempts. He shot okay, but not that great. And Edwards was just kind of, uh, during the course of this week. You know, his overall shooting wasn't so hot. Two of nine from downtown. Jaden McDaniel's three-point shot has completely eluded him lately, which is a bummer because, heck, right when he first came into the league, those catch-and-shoot corner threes were going in. And it was like, all right, all right, this guy's got something going on. Now they've eluded him, and I'm not sure why. Another 14 points off the bench for Jalen Noel. Not as efficient of a night, but still efficient nonetheless. Malik Beasley, similarly. Again, a few minutes in, a, in an early start, but only 17 minutes. of 10 points. Very efficient. 50% from the floor from both three and field goals, generally speaking. Love what he brings. Uh, again, though, kind of, it wasn't a pretty game at all. And, of course, what do you expect? It's, you know, it's Tom Thibodeau. It's going to be a kind of a grinded out type of a game, and that's pretty much what it was most of the way. Knicks players started to get hot from three, which also tells you that there is some of that three-point adjustment from Tom Thibodeau. Heck, they, they tried, they attempted, pardon me, 38 threes in the game. So it's not like Thibodeau's, you know, stuck in 94 when 10 three-point attempts for a team was a big thing. Now 10 three-point three point attempts for a player is fairly common. Evan Fournier, 50% from downtown, 5 of 10. There you go, and more power to him. I mean, if you can hit half of your threes in a game, go ahead and attempt 10 or more. If it's going, it's going. And the Knicks could have won the game very easily, and they probably they would have if the call was correct. Uh, it didn't look like an offensive foul necessarily, but I guess so. I, I guess so. It kind of does, kind of doesn't. The final play of the game, the controversial call, this and that, which ended up costing the Knicks the game, as Carl Anthony Towns would get an and one. 
Wolves trailed by one point. Carl drives to the basket, draws contact, but there was contact going the other way, apparently, and it was called against the uh, New York Knicks. And Carl Anthony Towns ends up winning the game, which uh, for, for the Timberwolves, adding the free throw to make it a two-point game, and the Knicks unable to finish after that. Big win for Minnesota. It felt good. Hardly ever win in uh, New York. And somehow, some way, we sweep the Knicks this year. That felt pretty good. Definitely. Um, actually, no, we didn't. They beat us here. Yeah, we lost to the Celtics. Or we beat the Celtics, pardon me. I got that backwards. I was actually predicting the Wolves to lose to the Celtics and beat the Knicks. Instead, we <laughs> went the opposite way. Um, but uh, that's what threw me off. We uh, split with the Knicks once again. Finally beat Tom Thibodeau once. Because we all know Ryan Saunders couldn't. And unfortunately for Ryan, it was the final game for Ryan Saunders with the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, as we headed into Toronto, here came uh, Chris Finch. <laughs> Boy, strange, strange situations they were already a year ago now. Pat Beverly would play in his last game for the Timberwolves for the time. Unfortunately, as he'd have an ankle injury during the course of this game and would not play with Atlanta. That certainly didn't help the situation. But this game will be our feature presentation, unfortunately, for so many reasons. For one, you're giving up 134 points. Another thing, you're scoring 42 in the first quarter. You're crushing Atlanta by 16 points after one quarter. Of course, you got three quarters of basketball remaining. 16 points can diminish. It, it happens. But the way it went is unacceptable, to be quite frank. The maturity level of this team was not on display in this game in so many ways. Uh, Anthony Edwards looked pretty good, was having some nice moments. He was back home. It was pretty cool. I mean, it's like Dominique Wilkins, Atlanta. And, and to think Anthony Edwards grew up in that area and unfortunately never got to really see Dominique. I wish he did. I wish he did. When you consider when Anthony Edwards was born, Dominique was already done playing. Though I would hope, I would hope that he watched highlights of uh, Dominic Wilkins growing up on YouTube because YouTube was already available when Anthony Edwards was starting to grow up and such. Seven, eight years old, he already had it. Uh, you already had highlights on there. I was watching him when Anthony Edwards was just a boy, just a young boy, uh, young kid, anyway, in Atlanta and was um, hitting, or I mean, and, and you got to see Dominic Wilkins with that spin move and the dunks, the explosions, uh, just the overall solid nights in Atlanta. You hope he, uh, <laughs> I see some Dominique Wilkins and Anthony Edwards, obviously a different type of player, different type of league, different everything, unfortunately, because I love that time, but it was fun to watch Anthony Edwards, four of 10 from downtown's good enough for me, considering, you know, 40% is good, but it's a lot better than 30, which it was earlier in the season, but then he drives to the basket, it looked like there was minimal contact against him, it didn't look like he got hacked or anything, maybe there was a, a push, that, that we don't see, because there's all kinds of subtle crap in these games <clears throat> that you don't see. Like, Michael Jordan did so much of that stuff. And, actually, the ankle injury happened in Atlanta. I'm crazy. But, uh, yeah, so you lost him for the rest of the game. That's why he only played six minutes ankle injury in the first quarter. Um, but, <laughs> he just flipped out, ran to the referee, and was immediately ejected. It felt like they were a little quick on the trigger with the technical foul, but I we don't really know what he said, and plus how aggressively he went towards the referee, that didn't help either. It's obviously an instant technical foul, but the second one, my goodness, seems a little bit fast, but, I mean, what are you going to do? And it sucked, considering he's at home and all that. 
it's his night, so to speak, and to see it spoiled that way, not cool. And to see the Wolves just kind of lose their composure, and to see Atlanta just kind of take advantage and roll all over us, considering they went to the East Finals last year and were fairly competitive. They got past, uh, you know, they got past multiple teams last year to get to the conference final, including the Knicks and the Philadelphia 76ers in that crazy seventh game, which was Ben Simmons' last game with that team still to this day. Uh, it was impressive how Atlanta got to the East Finals, but, you know, they haven't been that team this year, unfortunately. They're not a winning team right now. Hopefully they can turn things around, but they, they looked like that team against us in the second half of the game. The third quarter was just embarrassing. 45-20, to 20, I mean, really? And then the fourth quarter was just kind of garbage time. At least it felt that way. Everything we did, they matched it, and that's pretty much why the fourth quarter was pretty much even-steven. And, you know, uh, a bit into the fourth, you started seeing the bench empty out a bit with the Wolves. Um, <laughs> absolutely frustrating. Jalen Noel, only 17 minutes. Is it the matchups? Is it this? Is it that? Josh Akogi come, also coming back home. He did not have a good night either. He was sloppy. He was not that good, and he got beat a bit <laughs> defensively as well. Just wasn't an overall good night for the Timberwolves. The frustration had definitely been setting in. Beasley, 6 of 16. Just not a good night. And again, after such an explosive start, you felt so good, and then everything just kind of snowballed in a negative direction. Colonel Anthony Towns and Jared Vanderbilt foul out, and a pretty crappy play, obviously. Carl Anthony Towns doing what he dubbed as the, the Dirk kick, basically, like the Dirk move, basically, was ultimately called for <laughs> a flagrant foul after a uh, after a review, which was kind of a cheap situation where it looked like Carl had scored and everything. Kind of cheap that they would review that, but it is what it is. They're going to do it, and I mean, I, I guess that's the rule. I get that because it's at the end of the quarter, and then, um, well, ended up being a flagrant foul going the other way. I don't know. It's It just wasn't a good night overall. I can imagine what they were saying in the locker room and in the plane ride home, but I'd like to hear what D'Angelo Russell said. He certainly had a great game, 31 points. 5 of 13 from downtown isn't the greatest numbers, but of course, when he does make his threes, feels like a million bucks. And 10 of 18 overall from the floor. D'Angelo Russell was the leader on and off the court in this game. And let's hear what he said off the court. We're either going to go about it the right way or kind of let it roll over and affect us the next play and the next play and then the next guy's mad and then... It's just a contagious domino effect. So I just think that's where we where we where we got to be better. You know, simple as that. No, nah, I'm saying like it, he likes the that 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 rah rah. You know what I mean? Um, and I realize he likes that, but it's it's a fine line between where it it, it affects the game. You know, so I realized he liked that because every game is or every other game we might be dealing with it. You know, so I mean you can do as you you, you can say as much as you want, but. I can't do it for him. So, and he's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. He knows, you know, uh, what he's saying. It's just the, it, it might affect the team, you know? So, like I said, it's a fine line of being solid, you know, when you need to be solid. And there's a time to be rah-rah and rowdy with the refs and whoever you're battling against. But figuring out that time where it doesn't affect the team too. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said about the rah-rah thing, about Carl Anthony Towns, how that can actually affect the team, it can hurt the team, some of that stuff? D'Angelo Russell, a guy that is likely, well, is his best friend on the team, if not his best friend in the world, like one of his best friends in the world anyway, 
said just just said it. Now, if D'Angelo Russell is saying it, I don't think all of us Timberwolves fans out there that have been upset about Carl Anthony Towns' antics and like his rise, crazy behavior, and of course some of the some of the over the top quotes after games that a lot of people on Facebook pages think is the coolest thing ever. Even D'Angelo Russell is 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 saying, "Can we stop? Can we stop, please?" Without being, you know, without being obviously calling him out necessarily, but in a subtle, intelligent way, was like, yeah, that sometimes that can affect the team. <laughs> well, to all of you out there that are calling us bad fans, or, or whatever, and like unsubscribing to the show, leaving the page, unfollowing the Twitter, screw you, D'Angelo Russell, <laughs> D'Angelo Russell is on the team and is obviously the closest friend to Carl Anthony Towns on the team, if not in the whole league and all that, just said it. He just said it. He said it, and you can't have it back. We win, you lose. And it's it's not about... I don't even mean to be taunting or being a jackass about it, but it's just some people out there are too much of the, you know, too much of the, of the Timberwolves Shades wearers out there where sometimes it's okay to say, dude... Dude, Carl, please, can can you tone it down? It's not necessary. Going after the refs and go and cursing and going crazy, and also again, the dramatic press conferences that it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. It's it's okay. It's okay if you don't do that. It's nice to have passion, but sometimes it feels like it's just kind of staged. Sometimes it feels like it's just kind of there to make you feel good and to hopefully rile us up in a good way to support your point of view. That's what it feels like to me. And I don't know. That doesn't mean I want to trade you out or anything, but can we stop? Hopefully, hopefully this is a trend with the Timberwolves organization where guys like D'Angelo Russell are like, hey, yeah, let's cut it out. Obviously, Chris Finch has tried in the past and has been successful because there has been improvements. But now, when somebody as close to Carl Anthony Towns as D'Angelo Russell is saying it, that's a good sign. Honestly, that's a good sign. There's hope here. And and he was talking about the whole team in a lot of ways in the first little segment. It actually was two bites. Because you notice how he... It's two bites where he was talking about the team and then suddenly it shifted to Carl Anthony Towns. It's two separate bites kind of merged into one, basically. So And you hear a little teeny bit of background music going on. Um, that's from the Dan Barrero show. So to be... Uh, to be fair about that. Um, so, citing Dan Barrero for that, obviously, because they had to get the soundbite from somewhere, and it was easiest that way at the end of the day to have it all kind of together in one place quickly. With that said, let's pass out the awards for this week. Despite poor shooting in the first, in the second game, particularly against the Knicks, he was de- he was decent. Him, him, yeah, you'll know who in a second. He was decent against Golden State, was great against Atlanta, and what he said to show some leadership. D'Angelo Russell, a nice, glimmering, platinum-laced <laughs> lone wolf award for this week. D'Angelo Russell, it is yours with a bullet, man. The Johnny Flynn Memorial. Ooh, boy. Um, obviously, Josh Okogie's been invisible. Malik Beasley's all over the place. I thought he played well this week, generally. And I'm not a big Beasley fan anymore. Nas Reed's all over the place. Torian Prince plays sometimes, sometimes he doesn't. Patrick Beverly, obviously, how why would I give it to him? I'm not giving it to Vando. That leaves either one... I don't want to say. <laughs> yeah, I do have to say it. This is a gentle one. 
it's gentle, but it's at the same time a kind of like, hello, hello. It's kind of a, uh, yeah, like he really cares, but you get the idea. It's a, it's kind of like a, it's me just kind of saying, wake up, buddy. Anthony Edwards, I don't want to do it. It's it's painting, it's, it, it hurts, it hurts, because you know he's my favorite player on the Timberwolves. Uh, it hurts, it hurts. Anthony Edwards, I have to give it to you. You kind of lost it, and of course the inconsistencies have been driving me nuts. It hurts. It stings. Come on, Anthony. Go out there and score 40. Average 40 points this week, okay? <laughs> Show, put it put it back in my face. That's all you got to do, all right? <laughs> Even though I'm sure you care so much about Tim Rule's explosion. Just in case, one in a million chance, he hears it. Anthony Edwards, Johnny Flynn Memorial. <laughs> You're not going to get a whole lot of these, but you are not immune to it. Carl Anthony Towns has received him. D'Angelo Russell has absolutely received him. Um, Vanderbilt's not going to because, you know, <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe he will. Don't foul out again, uh, Jared. We could have used you. Carl, we could have used you too, and you dodged a bullet. You probably should get it, frankly. Carl Anthony Towns, honorable mention for the Johnny Flynn Memorial. A strong honorable mention. Strong. And that's not good when you're two, the guys you consider your two best players are are the leaders for the Johnny Flynn Memorial. In a week, we went two and one. What do you think of that? Because D'Angelo Russell emerged. D'Angelo Russell is the uh, the George Washington on the Mount Rushmore this week, let me tell you, of the star players for the Timberwolves. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Congratulations, and thank you for emerging as a leader. Keep it coming, D'Angelo. You have had an awesome season, to be quite fair. He has been different. Beautiful pass to the New York Knicks game as well, as I forgot to mention it. I saw it, I was going to talk about it, and I forgot to mention it while I was reviewing the game. But a nice little uh, tore the ball up. Jaden McDaniels tore the ball away from, I believe it was, Fournier. I think so. and Or was it Toppin? I, think, I can't remember now. Tore the ball away. Got the ball to D'Angelo Russell. Kind of a lead pass to D'Angelo Russell, who then flipped the ball for the dunk. Absolutely great play. Um, it was awesome. Awesome, awesome situation with the dunk for Anthony Edwards. And it made us all feel like a million bucks. I'm glad the Wolves came out of that one. But yeah, his passing has been better. D'Angelo Russell, his leadership has been better. His shot has been good. His his attitude has been different. And the load management last year turns out, again, it was more of the, the whole bone spur situation was going on for quite a while. It's something that kind of gradually creeps up on you. Not that I would know, because thank you, Lord, I haven't had that. Uh, but I've had all kinds of other crap. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Lord, uh, for not having that. Um, but it makes D'Angelo Russell look a little different in, in a lot of ways, and he's becoming the, uh, definitely a leader for this team. Absolutely. With that said, we'll take a break and preview the three games coming up. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Time to preview a few games, if humanly possible. As Sunday night, Sunday, 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 when teams advance to the conference finals in the NFL, Minnesota Timberwolves will be taking on the Brooklyn Nets, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. in Target Center, the Yes Network and 
bullcrap network. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. BS network. It just sounds funny. Sprained MCL for Kevin Durant. KD sprained MCL. We'll see what happens there. Nicholas Claxton, hamstring. Joe Harris, who can shoot the lights out at times when he feels like it. Yeah, he can. He's had an ankle injury since November. Yikes. So that stinks. Brooklyn Nets kind of back and forth, though, even though they're having a strong season. They beat Chicago on Jan 12th, 138 to 112. Dang. And then they get destroyed by Oklahoma City in Barclay Center. Wrap your head around that. 130, 109. I don't understand. They beat New Orleans 120-105. They, they lose to Cleveland, which I kind of understand, 114-107. But if Rubio's not there, Cleveland's going to go 0-82, you know. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm just <laughs> I know, and I am not trying to kick him to kick him when he's down. I mean, I get, get, get healthy, Ricky. I'm just saying, yeah, there's other good players on that team, obviously, particularly at the point guard position. Washington Wizards, a 119-118 victory over that club. Go Bradley Beal. Minnesota Timberwolves, of course. We are two and three in our last five. That sucks. But we at least got two wins recently. Lost to the Brooklyn Nets in Barclay in a pretty good game about a month ago. 110, 105, maybe five weeks ago or something like that. Whatever it was. Because they don't show the dates anymore, which is stupid. Jan 13, uh, 23rd, part of me. We're almost done with January already. So Minnesotans rejoice. Spring is coming. Australians, New Zealanders, uh, unfortunately, your summer is coming, uh, coming closer to an end. It's not quite there yet, but spring is coming. That's one thing to think about for all those of us in this area that have been really freezing, because we're talking below zero temperatures Fahrenheit. Below zero Celsius is one thing, but Fahrenheit's colder than below zero Celsius. <laughs> zero Celsius is 32 Fahrenheit. Do the math. Yeah, whatever that math is, right? Brooklyn, one of the best offenses in the league. They were number one last year, the number three at the moment. Timberwolves are 11th, despite only averaging two less points a game, which is funny how close every team is in that category. Brooklyn is 13th in rebounding, 4th in field goal percentage. Wolves are 11th in rebounding, 24th in field goal percentage, 3 point percentage. Nets are 14th, Wolves are 20th. Block shots, Nets are 6th, Wolves are 2nd. That's our elite number because of guys like Vanderbilt, McDaniels, Carl Anthony Towns, who does block shots sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um... Now, as Reed occasionally does and such, uh, turnovers were one of the worst. 28th, steals, 5th were actually really good there. Again, because of the Vandos, the Beverly's and such, it really helps. But, yep, it's a good offense. But and then you have guys like James Harden who act like, ah, you know, I'm kind of bored, I'm tired, and it's all the time. And he's making like $40 million a year. It's just like, what? A, uh, it's hard to respect that. It really is. What am I seeing here? What am I seeing here? Oh, um, okay. I, I'm. This can't be real, can it? David Duke Jr. Hmm. Um. Yeah. David Duke. David Duke is on the Nets. All right. David Duke Jr. Anyway. Um. Yeah. We'll leave that alone. Joe Harris, yes, he does shoot the lights out, but he's been injured forever. 46% from downtown. Ooh, shooting better than uh, <clears throat> David Duke. 28%. Junior, pardon me. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Durant, who I think is the best player in the league right now. Yes, and he was last year. He would have been the MVP with a bullet. There would have been no Nikola Jokic. 
Kevin Durant, stay healthy and beat Steph Curry for the MVP, okay? Please. Even though most people would think, well, who cares? They're both jackasses on the Warriors. True. True. But he's not on the Warriors anymore. And I've always liked Kevin Durant more than Steph Curry. Ugh. Sick of people. <laughs> Something I'm hearing. But um, James Harden, 20, 22 points a game. Durant, almost 30. You know, it's beautiful stuff. Harden, most of his numbers indicate he's just a freaking... I don't know. He's just a freaking ball hog who gets assists. And he's, he's just all about stats. Does that make sense? A ball hog that gets assists? It doesn't make sense, but it I, 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 that's what it is. He's a ball hog that gets assists. <laughs> he does get assists. Well, he probably passes the ball only when he can get an assist. That's probably what's going on. That's why he's averaging 10 assists a game. Um, his field goal percentage just sucks. You, you, you wish he would shoot a lot less. Honestly. Um, well, he's not that big of a ball hog compared to other people, but certain guys, you want him hogging the ball. Kevin Durant is averaging uh, 20 attempts a game, and he's shooting 52%. Need I say more? Need I say more? He's the best player in the league. Concluded. Concluded. Uh, you got Demarcus Aldridge, Patty Mills, former Spur who can shoot really well from Australia. Might. <clears throat> Paul, Paul Millsap is still alive. Barely, averaging 11 minutes a game. Not much more to say there. Shaquille Harrison, not O'Neal, but Shaquille Harrison. Yeah, he's gotten a cup of coffee in the league. And that's about it. Brooklyn Nets, obviously very talented team. First place in the Atlantic, 28-16 and 16 on the season. Definitely a threat to not only go deep in the playoffs, but to win an NBA title. There's just one guy, I think, that could prevent that from happening. A guy who's... He's failed and failed and failed and failed in the postseason. It's not Kevin Durant, it's James Harden. It's it's you, James. Yeah, uh, Kyrie Irving was one of the clutch, was, was very clutch in the finals when the Cavaliers actually beat the Warriors, which, which was a great night for myself. Absolutely wonderful night. <clears throat> it always will be. <laughs> Kyrie Irving's only played in five games this year, unfortunately, because of the stuff. Because of uh, stuff. I'm just going to leave it alone. Yeah, but um, the Wolves beating the Nets in Minnesota, I, I think so. We seem to match up well with this club. I think there's a good chance. You, you need a nice, strong response after that Atlanta Hawks game. You hope to see some maturity. It won't be in Brooklyn. It won't be, you know, close to New Jersey anyway, which is where Carl grew up uh, around that area. Obviously, New York and all that. Tri-State, whatever the heck they call it. The, yeah, that area. Uh, I expect a good game from Carl Anthony Towns. Hopefully he responds well. Hopefully there's no rift developing between him and D'Angelo Russell. I don't think there is. It didn't sound like D'Angelo was was like trying to cut him down. It sounded like, hey, okay, come on, let's calm down a little bit. Which is okay. It's okay. You're, you don't have to be enemies because of that. Which would be really dumb if that happened. Um, then then the sensitivity level with uh, people it would be, yeah, I mean, if you're calling people out for being too sensitive, boy, would you be accurate. Wolves are going to beat the Brooklyn Nets, which, you know, I'm going to step out in faith. Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets, Wolves beat the Nets. Final score, 118-115. Close game. Maybe a big three down the stretch for D'Angelo Russell. And the Wolves defeat the Brooklyn Nets. D'Angelo Russell, 28 points. Carl Anthony Towns, 32. Wolves win. Wolves win. The next game will be the Portland Trailblazers in... Well, it's Rose, the Rose Quarter now. Not the Rose Garden, but the Rose Quarter. Moda Center at the Rose Quarter. How quaint. Oh, how quaint. Damian Lillard. 
I don't think he's been missing time, has he? It's his abdomen as of like November. Am I that crazy and ignorant? I don't think so. No, he's been around. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. Yeah, Lillard has definitely been missing time off and on during the course of the season. Maybe he's out again. It's hard to say. It, it's, abdomen can be an on and ongoing back and forth thing where you come back and go back out again. Dennis Smith Jr., remember him? Yeah, a lot of people thought he was going to be this nice player. There are so many draft busts all over the league who are, they're still good enough to be in the NBA, but they're nowhere near what people thought. I thought Dennis Smith was going to be a really good player. Six points a game, 17 minutes. What the hell? You know, it's sad. C.J. McCollum's been reduced to only 26 games this year, but it's been very solid when he's been out there, 40% from downtown, and he is a Timberwolves murderer, because we said, we don't want you, we don't want you, we want Sub Shabazz Muhammad and Gorgie Zhang, what do you think of that, CJ? We want Shabazz Muhammad and Gorgie Zhang. Greek freak, who the heck is that? Greek freak? Some guy from Greece? Greece in the NBA? It just doesn't, it, it just doesn't, I don't know. Whoever heard of a Greek NBA player, you know, that, that was that great, you know, he's just, he just might be okay. Yeah, 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 that sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> it sucks. Ah, oh, bummer. Yeah, we, we kind of blew it, but after that, Flip did a good job. God rest his soul. Damian Lillard, 24 points a game, seven and a half assists. Nurkic, obviously, I'm a big fan of his. Well, not a big fan, but I am a fan of his. He is a double-double threat every single night. He helped me win a fantasy title last year, picking him up right before the playoffs. Helped me. He was definitely a piece <laughs> as he's been much healthier this year. It's funny and it's ironic how he's he's one of the guys that's actually played every single game for the Portland Trailblazers this year, where last year he missed three-fourths of the season. Um, but good for him. He had, what, a bad, pretty bad ankle injury, which sounds familiar, unfortunately, for Joe Harris. Uh, Nurkic is one of those guys he can be a pain in the ass to deal with. Yeah, that's one of the reasons the Wolves have lost to the Portland Trailblazers. But the number one reason, obviously, is the backcourt. It's the best... It's... Eh, well, it's either the best backcourt or the second or third best backcourt in the league. It's way up there at the top. Uh, you got Kyle Lowry and, uh, yeah, back in the day, but that's in the past with Toronto. Obviously, that's long gone. I don't know why I'm still thinking about that. Uh, Damian Lillard and McCollum, they're one, number one or number two with the, with the crap brothers in Golden State. Yeah, I like I like uh, Clay Thompson. I don't like Curry, they're, so they're the crap brothers. Um, in my opinion. Ben McLemore, another one who was a big, big name, but he's, he's starting to make his three-point shot, but generally speaking, it's just nowhere near what people expected going into the draft years and years ago. He's been with Portland for about three years now. Covington, a guy people may covet in the trade deadline coming up. With the upcoming trade deadline, he may be coveted in a big way. Uh, but he's actually been mentioned in Timberwolves rumors, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not going to trade away Jaden McDaniels for Covington, but who knows. Uh, winnable game, but I, I don't know. We, we don't usually play well in Portland. We being the Timberwolves, of course. Timberwolves are 1-0 against Portland this year in Portland, believe it or not. 116-111, which tells me it's not going to be the case this time. I think Portland's going to have one of their nice little cute games and beat the Wolves. Uh, how have they done? 3-2 and two in their last five. They've been playing a bit better. Uh, beat Brooklyn, wow, 114-108, impressive, on Jan 10th, got absolutely walloped by Denver, my God, 140-108, to yeah, that game was actually on TV, that was one, I think it was NBA TV, or was it 
ESPN. I don't remember. It was it was it was on national TV one way or another, and it was just you know it was not a game. It was crap. <laughs> beat Washington one fifteen one ten. Beat Orlando ninety eight eighty eight, and beaten by twelve by the Heat one o four ninety two. I think the Portland Trailblazers beat the Timberwolves in this game one twenty to one eleven. It's going to be a nine point victory for Portland. I thought I had their numbers up. Okay. They're 14th in, in offense and points, like notables and such. They're kind of middle of the road in a lot of categories, or slightly worse than middle of the road. They're 14th in points. Their offense is usually pretty good, but other than that, 24th in assists, 23rd in rebounds, 22nd in field goal percentage, 3 goal percentage, yeah, 13th. I, I figured they'd be higher there. 10th in steals are kind of like us there. But they're middle of the road in a lot of categories, and they're actually significantly worse than the Timberwolves right now, 18 and 26. But I think the Portland Trailblazers get their lone win of the season. At least I hope it's their only win if, if they do beat us. The Wolves take care of business in Target Center in the next two games coming up in... Before I wrap up this game preview, March 5th and March 7th. So it'll be kind of a back-to-back home games for the Wolves versus Portland coming up in early Marza. Or is it Marzo? Who cares, right? <laughs> I have to be wrong once in a while, don't I? Golden State Warriors, yeah, we just played them. Steph Curry will probably play in this one, which is a bummer, and it's not going to be necessarily the best night ever. It's going to be on tint, which, again, yeah, in Chase Center. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of guess where I'm heading. James Wiseman has been oot all season. He's, he's kind of a minor bust so far. We'll see what happens. Calf tightness. Calf, calf tightness from Draymond Green. And this one, um, Wolves won't win this one, unfortunately. The Wolves are not going to win this game. I think it's going to be one of those nights. It's going to be one of those nights where, like, oh, yeah, you beat us last week. Well, I wasn't even here. Mr. Mister Cocky himself will uh, be on display, unfortunately. He'll probably get 30-plus, and, uh, and the Warriors beat the Wolves, like, final score of, like, 128 to... Uh, 128-114. It's going to be one of those. Maybe even worse. I don't know. But they'll, they'll win by double digits one way or another. By the way, the best player in the Portland game. I always like Anthony Edwards against the Blazers. I think he gets 30 against the Blazers. Against the Warriors, Carl always seems to play very well. Anthony Edwards does too, to be fair. I think it's going to be D'Angelo Russell, though. I think D'Angelo Russell's going to get hot. And score 35. I think he's going to get 35 against the Warriors, but he'll be the reason why the Wolves are, you know, within single digits uh, at an extended period and the Warriors pull away down the stretch. It's going to be something like that. It'll at least be kind of a game, but it'll be like Curry hitting like seven threes or ten threes in the game. It'll drive us nuts. Or maybe even Clay Thompson, who has done that to us before. But the, uh, the Warriors beat the Timberwolves, unfortunately. With that, we'll take a quick break and look at fan interaction right after this.
And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three. It looks like this show's a little longer than the last few weeks, which is probably good. Some of you might be like, dude, this is too short. Come on. Or others are like, finally, something something short. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? But it won't be that long. <laughs> it's not going to be like, it's not going to be longer than an hour. I know that much. The Vigit application, Vigit, V-I-G-I-T, two separate words. It's on Android and Apple devices. I'm sure that surprises you, right? Yeah, of course, it's going to be on both. You know, It's not going to be like, oh, it's only on Apple. No. Social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting Leagues, a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sportsbook, bet-free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats, there's great information available on the Vigit Vilek line movement where the public is betting. This is not real money wagering. It's fantasy betting, but it's a lot of fun, especially at enter. It could be anything. NFL playoffs, just random NBA games. Phoenix versus... San Antonio Spurs. Of course, this is an old broadcast on NBA TV. As I turn my head and the audio probably sounds worse. But, uh, yeah, Bruce Bowen, guys like that. Obviously, the uh, resolution not so good. Hard to believe it's that long ago already. Nash was there again. Sean Marion. You like those names? Do you remember? Most of them I didn't even. I wasn't a huge fan of most of them. There's old Pringles. There's Coach Pringles. That's Vince. Vince's favorite guy. We need to get some stops. <laughs> <laughs> like, boy, show a little urgency. We need to get some stops. We're giving up 138 a game. We need to get some stops. It's like, oh, that'll that'll get them going. <laughs> that'll get them going, yeah. Ugh. Okay, sorry. The Angel Russell sounded a lot better. Okay, next. <laughs> the Crypto.com application. Crypto.com. Vince Germano actually even asked about it. Um just recently, like, um, I had it up. Where did it go? That stinks. I have to pull it up here. But yeah, he was asking about the, uh, the fees. Yeah, it's less than a percent. It's less than a percent for when you make trades. So that's pretty awesome. And yeah, it's way less than a percent. Point, 0.04% to 0.4%. So less than 1% for maker fees. 0.1% to 0.4% taker fees. So it's like buying in and selling. And there would be 3% three for credit card purchases. So, yeah, 3% for credit card purchases. That's if you're using like a check card or whatever to uh, put money in and such. Then it would be like, yeah, like 3% as you're buying, you know, like say, you know, $1,000 of crypto. That'd be like 30 bucks. Or $100. That'd be $3. Three bucks. So, I it's not yeah for me it hasn't been that much. Say if it was a hundred bucks, but yeah usually you can make little teeny trades, you know like less than a less than a hundred bucks and it's like nothing. Uh, oftentimes most of the purchases I've made have been in the in the cents, uh, so it's not a big deal. Definitely not expensive one way or another. Uh, it, it it can add up of course if you're talking big bucks like ten grand and such. But hey, you made ten grand, you know stuff like that. So let's move on into the next topic. I thought I was seeing something. Yeah, I was looking at the wrong thing. That's funny. But yeah, it, those are the fees. J- jump on board and because when you do, uh, click on the show link or click on the, the link in the show description part of me. It'll take you to a referral which will show that I referred you. You get $25 in your account and it helps this show. Obviously, also when you join Vigit, the referral is Paladino Live. I actually put that in the show description. I haven't been mentioning that lately, and I apologize. And I get a, a tiny little uh, tiny little amount with that as well. But it does help the show. 
if you're willing to do that, and I greatly, greatly appreciate that. The Twitter account, at TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX is the Twitter account. Tanay out of New Zealand and Vince Germano out of Australia retweeted the most recent show and is shooting the lights out. Yeah, didn't quite do that this week, did he? Unfortunately. Um, what was I saying amen to? Doesn't show, that figures. Um, Cooper was saying, no, that's something else. Oh, yeah, they're saying no words, mock trade. Carl's any towns in a first-round pick. <laughs> the Wolves would receive Andrew Wiggins, Moses Moody, and a 2022 second-round pick. That's a nice nice joke. Yeah, it'd be funny if that happened, but yeah, no, it wouldn't. We'd be dead. Uh, we move forward. Levi Brown. Levi Brown. Oh, give me one second. Now we got the, uh, the tea kettle is whistling. I'm going to leave this live. Why not? I'm like Michael Savage, who will cook while doing his, uh, will cook while doing like a live Twitter feed or podcast or something. So why the heck not? It's better than hearing fish getting fried, making a ton of noise. That happened once, <clears throat> and I, uh, twice actually. It happened on another show. I think it was the uh, Brave the Wild show once too, <laughs> or yeah, other things. Microwave that happened a million times. It's okay though. Levi, it shows we're human, right? Levi out of New Zealand says. It was nice to get some calls going our way tonight. Fun game, too. This is on Jan 16th. Blowing out the Warriors, even if they are not at full strength. That phase, that phrase of five, that phase of five Beasley, three, Beasley threes took the game away from them. And yeah, wasn't that nice? That was a wonderful feeling. I was ranting about Steve Kerr as an asshole. I'm tired of his act. Stop with the drama, you entitled little prick. That's how I feel about Steve Kerr. In, in some ways, I actually like Steve Kerr less than Steph Curry. What do you think of that? That's how, much I, that's how I feel about Steve Kerr. Something about him just, ooh, it irks me like you wouldn't believe. Michael Jordan, punch him again. Punch him again, Michael. Punch him again. I wish I was at that practice. Hit him again, Mike. Hit him. Hit him. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I can't stand him. Tanae Brown says, because <laughs> he's just too much. He's a, ah, oh, he's an asshole. Danae Brown says, even though Beasley played well tonight, I hope Noel starts to get more of his minutes. Yeah, I, amen. Uh, especially if they don't move Beasley at the trade deadline. Amen. Yep. Amen. Amen. And I, I hope Beasley is attractive enough at the trade deadline. It's obviously the contract is, is $60 million. There's always that, there's always that albatross contract, isn't it? Isn't there? On every single team, especially Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, albatross, <laughs> yeah, his contract is pretty big. Well, Terrell, Terrell Brandon was the true albatross on that contract uh, on that team though back in the day, uh, and then you know you could have said Wally as well. <laughs> yeah, there's always guys like that. The Wild had uh, you know Parisian Suter two two albatross contracts. God, that's harsh, and they're still there. The contracts are still there. Yeah, the contracts are still there. <laughs> It's wonderful. Um, it is what it is, though, and the Twins have had a million players like that over the years. Joe Bauer. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> but no, I I, I love Jalen Noel today. I really do, and I'm glad you like him as well. There's so much to his game, uh, and, and when he gets hot, holy crap, he gets white hot, and when he drives to the basket, it's like there's just uh, that other aspect of his game that makes you feel so good. It, it's he just he, he is an NBA player that needs to get major minutes. I ended up being a better version of uh, Lou Williams. 
And I would love to see that. Or at least Lou Williams at the very least. Because Lou has been very good for many years. Tanae Brown says, Noel, 23 minutes. Beasley, 17 minutes. I hope this is a trend that continues. And I love how Finch leaves Noel in when he's making plays like he was tonight. That was a huge fourth quarter from a vastly improved young player. Really happy to see his development. Thank you, Tanae. Really appreciate that comment. And, I, I, man, I, I love what you said there. Love what you said there. Um, <laughs> apologize, I've been kind of invisible, but thank you for helping helping out, uh, bringing those to the table. And it's so it's so true. Chris Finch gets it as a coach, doesn't he? And I think that's a really big deal because it's there's how many coaches have we pulled our hair out? Like, why isn't this guy in? Why is Troy Hudson still out there? Why is Troy Hudson still playing? We used to bitch and moan and complain. And, and this is when Flip was still the coach, if I remember correctly. Or was it Dwayne Casey? It was around that time. Regardless who it was, me and Marcus, the forecaster, used to bitch our heads off. Get him out of there. We hated We got so sick of Troy Hudson. And there are other, other better players on the bench that should have been playing. And I think Chris Finch is a guy that just, he gets it. Not because it's a fan favorite, but because the guy deserves to play. We, me and Marcus, we really like Chris Johnson. He was a fan favorite, but he probably deserved a better, uh, you know, he probably deserved a better treatment than he got. He just got benched and buried. It was so depressing. Danae Brown says, have you noticed when Russell looks like he, he's floating, he shoots a lot better? I can't describe it other than there's a smoothness to his shot, and sometimes you know it's going in straight away. It, yep, I, I, I have noticed that. And, yes, whenever he, yeah, it's like he's, he's kind of like it's like he's floating on air a little bit. Like, insert, you know, Alucard in Castlevania Symphony of the Night or something, when you have the leap stone, when you can kind of float, you know, you're, you just kind of float again. When he has that little hop and skip in his step, there's something magical there. And, you know, some, some of us, you know, like me, I kind of have that a little bit. When, I, when I'm light on my feet, my shot just goes in and in and in. And when I'm not, I, I struggle. It's kind of like that with Russell, too. You know, so I can relate to that in a big way. There's something special about him when, he, when he's like that. And that's when, when, when he is in that mode, he's the best player on the team. <laughs> that's crazy to say, isn't it? When you consider what Anthony Edwards can be. And he's still, luckily, thank God, he's only 20 years old. So there's a long way to go with uh, Anthony Edwards, thank God. Carl Anthony Towns, you, you can't say that, obviously, the uh, interesting statistic brought up by John Krasinski that it's always been there, but but we don't really talk about it. 50, 40, 80. That's field goal percentage. 50% from the floor, 40% from downtown, 80% from the free throw line. Unbelievable, awesome numbers that make you a wonderful player for the Minnesota Timberwolves or any other NBA club. But again, there's... <laughs> Some, sometimes there's something missing, and sometimes he, he is he's almost like an MVP-level player, Carl Anthony Towns. But D'Angelo Russell, when he is in that smooth mode, he, he is something special, and he's actually worth every penny when he's like that. And you wish it was all the time. Uh, nobody can be great all the time, but he's, we've certainly seen more of that this year than in the past, and it's been greatly appreciated. I don't think there's anything on the Facebook. And I'm waiting. There we go. It finally loaded. It's been acting funny. No, there isn't, unfortunately. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion is the Facebook page. Do give that a like or follow or whatever you call it. Give the Twitter account a follow. Both items will be in the show description. Also, please tell your friends about the show. Uh, two quick things before we wrap up. 
there is a way to get on, which is you know to to get your to get on air like Tanae has done in the past. Vince has done, I believe. Uh, Hank McCoy. I keep calling him Hank McCoy, but uh, <laughs> Wayne Hunt has done the main host of the Courtside Podcast with Stu Benson and Vince Germano. Um, unbelievable show. But the way to get on is you open your free smart device. You could it could be an uh, iPhone SE. 2020 version, of course, or <laughs> a Note 10. I'm holding both of them right now, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I Note 10. It could be any of them. It could be any smart device. Android, Apple, you get the idea. That's the whole point. Android or Apple. Um, they all have free voice recording. Open them up. Press record. Treat it like a phone call. Hit stop. Share it. Slash email it to PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. You would then lead off fan interaction, and it would be wonderful to hear from you. Whether it's Tanae, it's Vince Germano, it's Stu Benson, it's Wayne Hunt, it's uh, Nicholas Simon. I'd love to hear from you. Nicholas Simon, Reese Pedretti, you know, any, any of you guys, it'd be so nice. Um, Jules Posterino, Trish Posterino, would love to hear from you. Um, I hope that day comes soon. <clears throat> With that said, I would then convert it into an MP3 file, thanks to Zumzar.com. Thank you, Zumzar, awesome website for converting files into different, you know, different types of files. And then the final thing, please write a, or please give a five-star review with a nice uh, description on it. If you could, nice, nice review for it on Apple Podcasts, Audible, or Stitcher would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for those of you that have in the past. With that said, going to wrap up the show for today and this week. Hopefully the Wolves continue heading in the right direction. And the maturity grows. With that said, take care.